Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph. This is my friend, Michael, that I just met five minutes ago, seven minutes ago. (laughs) Pretty quick. Um, Definitely uh, just randomly decided to be on the show, and uh, today's episode we're going to be doing typing random people, (laughs) and random people (laughs) like Mike here. Who's a fantastic fellow. And uh, so, yeah, so tell us about yourself. We can hear you. So, oh. yeah. No, I'm born in this town, raised in this town. Uh, I work in North Dakota, oil rigs. Wow. Work hard. Have a son, young son, going through custody stuff. Um, Dang. Yeah, I've been in foster care as a kid. I was adopted. Um, really? So. Yeah, I've had a lot of different jobs. Went to Boise State, got my degree, worked in the hospital. Um, I've had to pull people off life support and and things like that. So, you know, had some good experiences. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Wow. So are you ever going to go back to uh, being a, what did you say, a respiratory therapist, that kind of a thing? Right, yeah. I'll always keep that as as a part of my job security it's a, it's a, you know, it's a job where if you keep your certification, you work 12-hour shifts and you can work part-time. And so once I'm done with oil field, I'll come back and do that. Yeah. So what's your opinion of Myers-Briggs type indicator and uh, the 16 personality types? Well, so I would see them uh, kind of along the lines of like astrology. Um, I think that however accurate or inaccurate they are, um, whether it be astrology or Myers-Briggs or, or any of the kind of personality type markers. Um, it, in my opinion, humans will take a, a correlating guide. Um, correlating. And, and so they will associate themselves with what is told to them, take the good out of it and say, oh, I'm kind of like that. And it'll give them hope. So I think that in that way, Anything that gives them hope and gives them a good feeling about themselves, a little bit of critical thought is enough for them to accept and for them to enjoy and admire. And that's maybe why those things have persisted, because they give just enough, even though they're mostly bullshit. Like like uh, like the Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I totally, I, I totally understand that, you know... It, Oftentimes in the pickup artist community, they call uh, the Zodiac chick crack, you know, and I guess uh, Myers-Briggs type indicator is, you know, somewhat similar, you know, to that end. It's just chick crack. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the way I do it is just like it's more of a Jungian analytical psychology approach, you know, comes back from like Carl Jung and uh, just trying to understand like, you know, his purpose and the science that I that I talk about. It's called Four Sides Dynamics. It comes from his book, Ion. Uh, which is the scariest book uh, Jordan Peterson ever read, apparently. That's, uh, but I usually just use the first five chapters, you know, for uh, the basis of the uh, four sides of the mind. So basically, the whole premise is, is that psychologically, you actually have like four people in your head at once. You have your ego, your subconscious, your unconscious, and your superego. Those four pieces, you know, and it's like having four different people, four different voices at the table in your head, basically at all times. It's kind of cool. You know, so, and most people like say, oh yeah, Myers-Briggs, you know, we're just putting, a, you know, people in a box, you know, that's all it is, just put them in a box and just shove them away, but, you know, for me, I like, I like to go real deep, you know, real deep. So, so based on that, like, 
tell me, like, um, what kind of what kind of art do you make? You ever do any art? Art. Uh, like you yeah, three three D mostly. Yeah. Three D stuff. Three D yeah. modeling. Yeah. Like animating. Uh, no, no, not on a computer. Apart from music, a little bit of music, but I'm getting into that. For instance, at North Idaho College here, um, I made a 12-foot-tall cardboard Bic lighter that was complete <laughs> and everything, but, but out of the top, instead of a flame, it was a fountain of water. Wow. So it was uh, opposite of its purpose. Opposite of and its that, purpose. That, that was my final project for That's... Michael Horswell, who was down here at Art Spirit. He oh, was, no kidding. Yeah, my, yeah. So. Is your piece still in there? I no, can go look at it? Because no, no. that would be fascinating. No, no. They, in fact, it, was, it didn't survive very long at all. It, it got taken taken down, and I don't know where it went. I didn't even hardly be able to see it. I don't know if people liked it or not, but it was fucking, it was huge. So, but unfortunately, Michael Harswell, um didn't stay long at Art Spirit because the owner of Art Spirit passed from ALS. Oh. And uh, very quickly. That, that sucks. Yeah, my best friend's mom was his girlfriend at the time, and she now lives in his house. I have a couple of his uh, pairs of pants and his uh, flannels. Um, and I got house. to tell him before he died, I got to tell him wow. that I appreciated his 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 um, his efforts towards the local art community. But Fair that, enough. Yeah, that's about my artistry. Yeah. Yeah, so, so if you... If you so did you ever take an MBTI test? I mean, if you did, what was oh. your result? <laughs> I wish I remembered better. I think I'm in like an INTFJ or FB. Um, Maybe INTJ, does that sound familiar? Yeah, I'm, uh, that that would might be up it. I, I don't know. I'm, I wish I was more familiar with it. I really, to be honest, I didn't give a shit. I, I, like, I, I don't blame you. you. Know? People... People don't give a shit until they listen to my podcast or watch my channel. Then they start giving a shit. But after that, anyone else out there you talk to, they don't know what they're talking about. You go to personalitydatabase.com, idiots. You can, you know, you can, there's just so many different places that you could go online. Uh, I mean, apparently there's this guy on YouTube called Eric Thor. People think he's a genius for some reason. I have no idea. Or this other dude named um, Frank James, he, uh, He's an INFP who claims to be an INFJ and just likes to lead everyone astray, but he's really good at skits, and that's why he's super popular, you know? Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah. Skits. But it's cool, it's cool that you make art, you know? Um, how, much, how much shit do you get in your life for, uh, you know, being free, you know, being pragmatic, you know, like uh, being super independent, you know, and just not, having, not following the herd? How much crap do you get for not following well, the herd? I was homeless for a year before I got, before about three months ago. Uh, because my son's mom took my son from me, and um, yeah, I've been homeless too. Put it <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> seriously. That, I yeah, bet. yeah, uh, yeah. In the Seattle area. It's, uh, oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Well, I, it, it, it is, it is intense. You know, especially when you're doing it, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have an infant in the process. I was a horrible human being in my twenties. Trust me. Like I. I was grossly negligent and irresponsible. I share a lot of my story, uh, you know, on the podcast and on the channel. But yeah, it's just, it's entirely ridiculous the kind of person that I was in my 20s. And it's the reason why is because my philosophy in my 20s was 
hey, so long as it's not my fault, it's not my responsibility. You know what I mean? And sure. then, and then I realized much later in my late twenties that no, that's false. Just because it's not my fault does not mean it's not my responsibility. And then I had to just kind of like grow from that. That was yeah, it was a really, really interesting uh, situation as a result. So, um, so yeah, you're that's you're pretty creative. Wild. You're pretty independent. That's pretty awesome. So like. Um, so if I was to actually like break you down like psychologically, you know, and just kind of show you how your brain is, is working, that'd be pretty cool, you know? I mean, you took that test, you don't give a shit, so hopefully maybe by the end of this you will give a shit, but not with the traditional MBTI, just go online and look it up. No, 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 they don't know what they're talking about either. You know, it's just, but the reality of the situation is, you know, this is such a fringe science that people can't even believe that it's even remotely a thing, you know? And I'm not going to try to convince you. I'm just going to say it as it is, you know, and just let you have your own opinion, you know. So, Because your opinion is what really matters. So anyway, from your point of view, you're known as the artist, also known as um, uh, the druid, <laughs> basically. Uh, behind the scenes, you're very informative. You like informing and giving people information and receiving information, giving inputs, really important to you very responding you like it when people come to you for information instead of you going to other people having to get it it makes you feel important when people come to you because then it's like hey they want to get your opinion and that's what really matters and then uh, you're all about the outcome you're not going to do something unless you're guaranteed to get the outcome that you want which is not a bad thing versus you know me I'm progression I don't care if there's an outcome I'm just gonna go and just see what happens you know but whereas you know outcome is kind of more like getting a, a guarantee you know exactly how you feel all the time, what you value, uh, what your principles are. And um, sometimes that means you like to go out there and find information that fits your principles so it strengthens your principles that you have. You live in the moment consistently. All about giving people a good experience, making them comfortable, but to a point where you want to be memorable. You want to be memorable because you're all about legacy. You want to leave behind a legacy where you are remembered because that's really, really important to you. Such that you draw your own personal sense of purpose as a result of leaving that legacy behind. It's as if that legacy is your purpose. That's why your two-year-old son is as important to you as he is because he is a physical representation in the concrete realm as to what your specific legacy actually is. You're all about your personal freedom of choice to the point that if your freedom of choice is taken away, you get ragey and upset. But you have to always have a choice. If I was to raise you as a child, I'd be like, okay, okay, Mike, do you want to go to bed now or do you want to go to bed in five minutes? I got to give you a choice instead of just saying, get your ass in bed because <laughs> that's not going to go over well because then at least you got the choice because the choice is what matters. The most sensitive part of you, however, is what people think about you. You care about your status, you care about your reputation. When you walk in a room, you know what people are thinking and you adjust yourself so that you're not going to sour their judgments toward you. Other people's judgments in that regard, in terms of what they think, not how they feel, but what they think is really important because you really want respect. You want to be respected and regarded by others on a consistent basis. That, w that allows you to maintain your uh, level of self-importance. Now, where your worry exists is that you worry that sometimes you might be a little too selfish and you're not caring enough. And sometimes you end up overcompensating every now and then in terms of being generous with others. So maybe sometimes a little too generous because you're just trying to prove to yourself that you are actually a caring person 
even though usually it's like, yeah, I'm kind of selfish. Yeah, I kind of do my own thing. But at the end of the day, you really do need to have something to show for at the end of the day or maybe end of the week or sometime that you are actually a caring person so you're not so worried about whether or not you're being supportive enough to other people. Now, in terms of your, where you're very critical, however, you're very critical towards yourself in terms of your own experience, like your level of comfort, what you need. Sometimes you will ignore your needs uh, in favor of others, or sometimes you'll push yourself way harder than everybody else, maybe even to the point of expecting other people to push as hard as you sure. because of that. And that could be a huge, uh, a huge issue. However, the thing you're unaware of the most, consequences. You are aware of reactions in the moment and how things immediately react, but long-term consequences, nope. And it completely escapes your head. You're just like, oh my God, how did this happen? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh my God. You know, and that, that can end up, that probably has bit you in the ass many times in your life where you just made a decision and all of a sudden, boom, consequence. And you're like, dang, I wish someone would have warned me about that. That would have been nice. And then the uh, last piece of your mind uh, is basically what you think and uh, what you think in terms of the truth. And the thing about life is that you know the truth and the truth is dark, gothic, evil, painful, uh, indiscriminate. So you wanna make the world a better place. That's why you're creative. You want to create this legacy that pushes people towards a better belief, a better truth, basically, or to create a new truth that people can adopt and maybe have a better life because of it because you see the truth of reality around you and you're like, this sucks. Why do people like this? I don't like this. <laughs> this is bullshit. So I'm gonna make this thing over here and then it'll make reality better and then maybe people will actually like think that's great. Maybe they'll actually want that. Maybe they'll stick around and then maybe I'll be remembered for this contribution to humanity as a result and then I could move it even for, you know further. And that's just kind of how you are and it's because because here's the thing, when you tell the, the truth, it cuts, it cuts hard. The absolute hardest, it cuts real hard. So that's why you try not to do that. You just kind of like lead with how you feel and try to like, you know, put out a better energy, a better vibe out there for people instead of just telling the straight up truth because that shit hurts. It hurts everybody, it just cuts them deep, you know? So. You know, it's like, yeah, are you sure? Are you sure that, uh, are you sure you want to know the truth? I can tell you the truth, man. I can really tell you. Are you sure you want that? <laughs> so how am I doing so far? Oh, pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are all relatable aspects. Yeah, that's uh, so that's known as the ISFP uh, archetype. Although we don't do the MBTI thing. It's just Jungian analytical psychology under four sides dynamics. So your ego is an ISFP and your unconscious is an ESFJ, which is very supportive. So you're a very supportive person. Um, it's all about discovery, wants to discover things. Now your subconscious, the part of you that makes you like the happiest when you aspire, it's a chief, it's the, it's the, uh, the marshal, it's, uh, it's the CEO, it's the one that's in charge of the band or it's in charge of the business or it's in charge of the Airbnb empire. You know, It's in charge of the team, it's the foreman. You know, It's taking charge. It's making sure everyone is being efficient, following the system, following the procedure, and you direct them exactly where you want to go because you know that where you want to go is definitely going to get the best outcome for the entire thing. 
and which is you know potentially making more widgets or making more money, that kind of a thing. And then um, your super ego is um, uh, like this engineer type thing. Uh, it's a, it's like a it's like a very evil Bill Gates, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Very evil Bill Gates. Hard to imagine. Where it's like, hey, well, the thing is, is that if someone like, like if someone just completely publicly shames you for no reason, absolutely destroys your reputation and your status, then then you're like, all right, I'm going to completely engineer a way. I'm going to create this trap door to uh, have you fall in and die. Bye. You know that kind of thing. You're going to engineer a solution that ends up leading to them having some extreme harm as retribution for them destroying your reputation that you worked really hard to build in front of others and just how you are and that's that's your super ego you know that's what that represents you know so it's not not wrong yeah yeah but yeah man like all these people we sell here like everyone is has has these little quirks that you could just you know right. as soon as you just meet them you just you just kind of know, you know, you can figure it out. I, like, honestly, I had you pegged within 10 seconds. <laughs> but I've been doing this for 15 years, so what do you expect, right? You know? Yeah. It just, it just comes with a lot, of, uh, a lot of experience. But here's the thing, though. People like you are so necessary. We have to have people like you. I, my type is known as the rogue, and I hate reality. I hate reality all the time. Because people like you exist, there's like um, like art in the world, and then all of a sudden I start to appreciate the world because there's art in it. Something beautiful. People like you make the world beautiful. Without people like you, honestly, like there are days where there's just, it, there's not really much for me to be willing to live for, except for the fact that, you know, I know there's art and there's beauty in the world and there's people like you that are going out of your way to make it better. That's everything to me, absolutely everything. So, so when I when I see you folks, I just like, oh my God, it's an ISFP, it's an artist. Thank God they exist. <laughs> Thank God they exist, <laughs> because you know you guys are so free. You know, it's like a, I don't know if you watch Netflix. There's a show called Outer Banks on it. The main character's name is John B, and uh, he's an ISFP just like you, living out of his. Uh, his uh, uh, Volkswagen bus, you know, like a, he calls it the Twinkie. He got a boat on the, bo you know, on the, you know, out in the, the ocean and whatnot on the coast, and just living the free life, man. Just doing it like that, and it's just hmm. so awesome, because it's like you look at reality and you're like, wow, this sucks. So you, I'm gonna shirk reality, and I'm gonna give the universe the finger and be like, I'm gonna live the, my life the way I want to, and not participate in the rest of the bullshit like everybody else. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, thank God someone like you exists who has the balls to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's so important. So I end up thinking like, like, so I, I think the world of you folks, like seriously, I really think the world of you folks. You guys really are an example of freedom. You guys are an example of creativity. And in my opinion, you folks are the most memorable people out there. As you guys seek your purpose and build that purpose and build your legacy, you give us so much. I mean, without, without that, like, the world would just be ugly and it would just decay. It would just be, like, entirely left over, you know. So, yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So please keep creating, you know. Maybe, maybe you're down on your luck or maybe you got bullshit going on. But, I mean, you have your inner child is called introverted intuition child. It means uh, everything uh, that you want. And it also means that you're kind of the luckiest out of everybody out there. Why? Because, you know, 
introvert intuition child, your inner child is like standing in front of a minefield and for some reason, you always make it to the other side. All the danger in the world, but you always make it through. You just have this like extra luck about you that you just get through it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, sometimes you may have some bad consequences to deal with along the way, but you <laughs> always make it through. Certainly. <laughs> Certainly bad. Yeah, no, you got me pegged on quite a few things, that's for sure, but, you know, at the end of the day, I have to go out and drill oil and make some money, and that's what matters. Yeah, well, what's next for you after drilling oil? Well, that's about it. I'm going to keep drilling oil, making hundred grand a year, and get, yeah, my, get my shit under me, and... Yeah. Get a jet ski, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, dude. I got me one oh, of them yeah. paddle boards, but get me a sea You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got paddle boards. Paddle oh, boards yeah. are great. Yeah, I got me one of those uh, two-person ones. That's one of those inflatables to take right out on the lake. Oh. Sometimes I fill my podcast out there like a crazy man. You know? Nice. <laughs> and just make it work. But, yeah, I, yeah. I love it. That's, why, that's one of the reasons I live here, just lake country. and just hang out on the lakes, do whatever. Uh, go camping, you know. In my opinion, this is like the crown jewel of the United States, personally. Oh, amazing. I, yeah. I hope to move the fuck away from here soon. <laughs> Fair enough. Because uh, I, I actually kind of, it's, it's a wonderful place, but it's horrible in very many ways. A lot of fake people oh, yeah. in this place, a lot of bullshit. I haven't gone to school. Did you go to Did you go to high school here? And no, I went to high school in a place called Stanwood, Washington, oh. north of Seattle. Oh, yeah. okay. Then I ended up in California for a while. Then I ended up in southern Idaho, and then Boise? now I'm here. No, in uh, Twin Falls. Yeah. Twin Falls. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was there for a while. It was It was great, but then I had a I watched a few people jump off the edge of the cliff on the canyon. That was a little rough. And then I also oh. saw a base jumper die. And I'm like, there is way too much death here. I'm going to go elsewhere. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, uh, it was not a really good experience. I, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad I'm no longer uh, there. Um, that being said, though, at the Koto Brewery down there, it's the best IPA I've had in my life. Just ordered the table mm. base. Oof. Wow. It's so good. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. But yeah, man, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, Seriously. thank you for having me. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode.